0: my first prediction was that there was going to be more transactions in 2023 <laughs> than 2022 well steve i was wrong the second prediction this is where i start looking really silly is i predicted there was going to be a cut in the rate Stephen, in q3 2023 you
1: are wrong tom story but i, I think was if wrong you that same prediction for next year you might be right Welcome to the Tom Story Show with Steve Karish and Tom Story, where we discuss everything real estate or whatever else is on our minds. my phone in airplane mode because for the next hour, Tom Story is the only thing in my life.
0: Oh my god. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Tom Story Show. Uh, If you are watching us on YouTube, let us know what you think of our outfit. Steve, can you explain to the audio listeners what you are currently wearing? I'm wearing my three-year
1: famous, uh, now only ugly sweater. I believe it's got, hang on, let me see. I think it has Santa in outer space riding a unicorn with a lightsaber. So That's pretty cool. I mean that's that's not bad and then
0: i've got my my reindeer antlers on (laughs) i am wearing um my only ugly christmas sweater that i have shout out to my sister who made this several years ago it's a green sweater with a stocking just sewed onto it in the middle and the great thing steve is that i've worn this to parties before and it perfectly fits your beer right in the stocking at the top and you can just walk around and still talk to people and have your hands free
1: do you do a cranberry sour beer at this time of year?
0: No, you know what? Sour beers for me are more of a summer thing. Uh, it's it's not, I'm not a winter sour beer guy. I'm a, I'm a hot day sour beer kind of guy. Let's
1: see how it goes. Well, to me, your voice
0: sounds slightly like maybe you used a little bit too much recently. I think, so I had my office Christmas party or holiday party last night. Me and, too. And I woke up feeling fine this morning, relatively fine. But what I've learned is, like, I just like I don't have it anymore. I can't do more than two drinks and go out and stay out till one a.m. I just don't have it. Um, I woke 30- up at
1: three a.m. thinking that I needed to text you and say we might need to record this
0: <laughs> at a different <laughs> well, time. So this is your uh, your Jordan flu game episode. You're gonna power through and you're gonna find your motivation and energy as we keep going here. I, merry uh, christmas everyone yeah by the way to the listeners uh regardless if you celebrate christmas or any other holidays just hopefully uh you're having some time off right now you're spending it with family and you're enjoying uh you know the things that actually matter in life uh, like listening to the tom story show on december merry christmas eve fourth yeah. i'm thinking actually probably for 2024 to start uh, i'm gonna do the the sober january I think that's a good way to start the year. I, I used to do that a lot, and I would I have such a productive month. So, I think I mean uh, that's now, almost a given now for me.
1: <laughs> December, <laughs> goes you, so you hard. drink so
0: much in December. <laughs> um, are you keeping the mustache into the new year, Steve? It's an ongoing I concern. People are wondering what's going on with you. I think uh, the best Christmas present I could
1: give my wife is to get rid of this thing. So maybe tomorrow morning I'll just wake up and
0: shave it before she gets
1: out of out of bed and then that might like that's the best gift you can give
0: and if you're wondering what the best gift you can give this show if you've been showing up every week and watching us you can leave a like oh you like that you can leave a like on this video you can subscribe to the channel if you're listening on the audio platforms you can go to apple Podcasts and leave us a five star review now steve I've got a long list of real estate specific topics that we're going to end off 2024 talking about. But just before we get to that, I have something way more important. Are you doing Elf on the Shelf with your kids? No. Because I feel like you would be very funny in finding out what the Elf has gotten itself into every no. morning. I say, are F they aware that, no. of it? Are they aware no. of it? They
1: are aware other people have them, but I'm
0: not doing that crap. No, eh? no, no, no fun. No. In, in Steve's house. No. OK, all right, no, man, well, how about you, how about you? No, my guy's too. He has no idea what what that what. That I is. saw the best
1: one the other day. It was somebody took uh what was left over of their dinner, like rack of ribs, and they laid it out like elf on the shelf, and it said a note from Santa, "Thank you for the elf." It was delicious, and it's all like <laughs> it's all got like ketchup and blood everywhere all over the plate. That I, was uh,
0: something I do. I saw one on on Instagram of uh it was like the elf holding like um scissors or uh or hair trimmer. And it had like mm-hmm. a li- it had some hair in it, like a clump of hair. And then the dad comes in and he's like, "Oh, like you know, getting ready for the morning, like stretching." And the middle of his head is just shaved. <laughs> and the kids are like, "Dad, look, look what the elf did." I, I thought that was, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, speaking of holiday themes, getting in the mood, I, I would say our household got into. The holidays very early this year our tree was up like november 15th maybe we were really early this year are you guys a december 1st family and that's it or do you guys get into it early we put it up uh, a little bit early because we put it up right before we came out to see you um okay
1: so so we didn't have to do it the day we got back so we like did a little little preemptive
0: but there you go
1: tom we've gone a little further in this household we now have two trees you have two trees yeah, we are Can you explain this to me? Suburban. Yeah, my very suburban, beautiful wife has done the very suburban wife thing. And now we have one in the front room in her office and then one in the back. And I'm sure next year, who knows where the next one will go. But
0: <laughs> I, I've never heard of this. I didn't know two trees was a thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This I can is, barely uh, fit one tree in my house. You guys are you are guys have two trees.
1: First world problems. How do we
0: decorate our two different trees? And what I want the people listening and i promise you we will get to real estate in a second here what i want the people <laughs> listening is uh is to let us know in the comments what is your number one holiday movie that when you watch it it makes you feel good steve do you have a, a top list of christmas holiday movies that you watch with the to. kids
1: i do the whole round but usually on christmas day mm-hmm. uh we do christmas vacation which is by far still the best elf is a close second
0: but yep. christmas vacation is still the one to go uh, we've been really getting into the 2018 animated version of The Grinch. Um, our little guy loves that movie, so we've been watching that a lot. And then and then, if you you, know, you got to throw in a, a sobby one, right? Love Actually is just a, a classic.
1: I I've think. never seen that.
0: Really? I think you'd actually I've like it. Yet. It's a good yeah. movie. It sounds All right. like a stupid title. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a good movie. Just watch it. All right, so hopefully I everybody heard. listening is going to watch time. Die Hard soon. Die Hard. Yeah, that's that's definitely a classic. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? A hundred percent. Okay, the case is closed, people. Now, one of the things that me and you had done at the beginning of this year is one of the kind of staple videos on our YouTube channels is to predict how the real estate market is going to look uh, the, the upcoming year. And then we can go back and we can review those predictions and find out how terribly wrong we were. Um, Are you willing to let the people know what you said was going to happen in 2023 versus what actually happened? Can I remember what I said? Do you want me to start? Um, Do you remember what I said? Did you watch my video? No, I remember what I said. I don't remember what you said. Oh, okay. Well, you start then. Okay. So I I said very clearly my first prediction was that there was going to be more transactions, more sales taking place. Mm -hmm in 2023 <laughs> than 2022. And, and the reason behind that is that last year in the greater Toronto real estate market, we had 75,000 transactions. Uh, and our 10 year average is closer to like 85 to 90,000. I was like, oh, you know, we had eight eight hikes this year. Next year's not gonna be that bad. More confidence will come back to the market. Well, Steve, I was wrong. There was only 65,000 transactions in 2023. So we we had statistically the lowest year in 20 years for for sales volume.
1: Uh, Whatever. I don't know. Okay. So there's no whatever. It's like it's slow. It's slow. Tom. story. It's slow. It's slow everywhere. Uh, The board put out something here in my area that November was like the second slowest November. I actually said it wrong. I said it was like the ninth slowest November, which actually means the second slowest November. Um, But...
0: but guess when the slowest one was? Two thousand in the last ten years. 10 years.
1: In the last ten years,
0: you guys had a weird year. Was twenty sixteen your weird year, or was it twenty last year? Oh, <laughs> last
1: year. last November was the slowest November in the okay. decade, and like second slowest November in the decade. It's like, oh, okay, well, whatever. Yeah, so I don't it. know. It's it's slow. It's uh, there's still transactions happening. Um, yep, something that we just saw happen is on the same day so i have three listings that have you know time of year we're not uh we haven't done any price changes on them or anything like that and they're just nothing and then all three get an offer
0: on the same day good offers they're grinds okay like things that will come together after a while or just no chance
1: they're not ridiculously like low balls or anything like that there may be circumstances where they don't come together um but like the offers all came in on properties that were sitting. And I think because we've dropped something like 17 or 18% in inventory in the Fraser Valley board within like a week. Mm-hmm. We went from like 5,900 active listings to like 52 in like a matter of a few days. So people are just pulling yeah. stuff off because the Which sales are ha-
0: we knew that was going to happen. We, we saw this coming. December is the first one I found on record that I
1: could see really. I mean, probably not on record, but that I looked at. Where December is
0: busier than November, yeah, that's off. That's weird, eh? Because why rates come down, five-year fixed inventory, down. and inventory comes off a bit, right? Yeah, so it's
1: interesting. You are wrong, Tom. Story, but I, I think was if wrong. You made that same prediction for next year, you might be right.
0: Yeah, I don't know. You really think we're not going to beat this year? I think this year is going to be a a low, low point. I really do think sales volume wise, this year yeah. is, is going to be a low for a long time. I think we're going to beat it next year um okay the second prediction and this is where i start looking really silly is i predicted there was going to be a rate cut a cut in the rate Stephen, in q3 2023 yeah that didn't happen wrong as well okay so
1: this i do remember i said that we're going to only see quarter point adjustments and that we will not exceed five percent overnight rate in the year okay so you're right I was correct. However, in if you remember the episode we did with who? Was it Leslie? Yeah. And we both said you're crazy if it's not going to five and a quarter and turns out we were the crazy ones because it didn't go to five and a quarter. So I think um, you were the one that said that not me. But yeah, but so I thought that it wasn't going to go over five in January. Yep. But then in September, I was like, we're for sure increasing again. And we didn't.
0: Well, And now it looks like they're holding and they're holding and then we're just waiting for that first cut to come next oh, year. It's right?
1: crazier than that. Did I screenshot this today correctly or no? I don't know. Can I get into my phone in a timely manner to not make the podcast terrible? I did not screenshot it. Okay, so <laughs> I, I meant to screenshot something and it was uh, Jerome Powell's quote. Okay, And he's basically saying, like, we're done tightening. And like this came out yesterday he yeah. without really mixing too many words into it was like we're done cutting and or sorry we're done uh on the hike side mm-hmm. and if anything we'll be looking at cuts in the new year mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. and then the stock market went like
0: right.
1: crazy right everything like he said those remarks midday and then it went up and, and i was looking day. at all like, the charts yeah. yesterday were
0: like well, the stock real. market is confidence right that's uh that's kind yeah. of how it goes up and down um and i bond said,
1: yields would like tanked again right after that
0: really I didn't take yeah. a look at those yesterday
1: yeah bond yeah. yields i think when I looked were below three point three canadian five year so they're they're coming down so you locked in at the top for your
0: mortgage there Tell whatever me. Steve it doesn't matter.
1: let's let's move on
0: from this okay <laughs> I take flack from people for being the variable rate guy and then i finally changed to fix and now people say i shouldn't have taken a fix so you guys hey, can at the help. holiday party
1: last night uh yep. we always go to the casino and oh. no matter what everybody's like okay put well, all your plan. commission money on red and just cross your fingers no first of all mm. i always put my money on black cuz red sucks right so that's fine. I put my money on black and then everybody's like, well, you got to switch that up every once in a while. No, you don't switch it up. The whole strategy is to always stick with the same strategy. And so, how many I'm times? I'm Uh, last night I was doing good for a while. And then I was like, eh, let's keep going. I should have cashed out my hand. I was, I doubled my money. I was like, let's, let's get out of
0: here. Okay, so let me ask you a question. Uh, how much money did you, did you go into the night with that you're willing to spend on gambling? What was the amount? 50 bucks. Okay, so you doubled it, so you had 100 at a hundred at at a moment in time. And how yep. much did you leave last night with? Not taking into account the cost of drinks, but like the money you spent on gambling. Uh, I think I walked out with forty bucks. Okay, so did you so, lose ten dollars? Did you or did you lose sixty dollars? It cost me ten bucks to
1: have about forty five minutes of fun. So oh, yeah. I was, uh, fine, I was totally fine with it. Yeah. And I did actually walk away from the first table with sixty bucks because I was like, "What I do is when I, whenever I gamble, this you is not financial out. advice. No, no, no. I take like if I win, I take, take my original it. investment, I push it off to the side, right, and right. then I only gamble with the winnings, right. And then yeah. I lost three hands in a row, and that was that. Roulette is my <laughs> game, though. Roulette is the one.
0: Well, that's like uh, if you bought at uh, at a higher. Purchase price, so your home was worth more at a certain point in time, and it goes down. Well, did you lose? Or did I don't think it's anything like that, that, Tom. But I actually do I think appreciate like that. I appreciate I, I the analogy like that.
1: Now, Tom's story. Re, Toronto real estate agent says the real estate market is like
0: gambling. <laughs> no, that's not at all what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying if it, if you double your money and then it goes back to what it was at the beginning, did you lose half of it? Well, I don't know. You kind of just ended up where you started. Um, prediction number three. Fixed rates at the end of 2023 will be between four and four and a half percent. Eh. So, You're oh, for terrible. three, I'm yeah. well, not terrible. You know, they were they're all kind of close, other than the rate cut. <laughs> that was just that was just a drive into yeah. left field. Um, now, here's well, I, where sk- I do remember I said prices were going to come down. I said prices were going to, isn't come it down, funny like, you were but- wrong about something I- that. That you wouldn't think you'd be wrong about because that was taking mm-hmm. the more pessimistic outlook on the market
1: and when you did those like when i was looking at it i thought we were like in the middle of a, a steep correction or a crash and we ended yeah. up being right at the end of the steep correction or the crash right so when i made those predictions i was like okay we're gonna see another five percent down and every asset class was between four and a half and six percent up this year so in year now these are year over from
0: year over. january till now from or december from to
1: december th- okay so if you look at it this year in detached it was a six percent gain which is only 0.6 off of the average gain no the average yeah interesting right now there was a 30 percent crash last year but let's not talk about that because we're real estate agents and we're not allowed to right
0: we can talk about the negative. Absolutely, we can talk about the negative. It's interesting, oh, man. Though, like, we're here to pump the market. Come on. So it's all we do. Do. You, do you not now have this feeling? Now there's people listening to this, there's people watching this, there's real estate agents listening and watching this that are trying to give, you know, sound advice to their people. You know, now we're at the end of 2023. We talked about this last week with Brendan, where it's like it's similar. It feels there actually seems to be more optimism now than than there was definitely at the end of last year. So, is yes. this is this the next version of the bottom which is funny because we're still higher than last year so was, the bottom was end of last year but mm-hmm. how does next year start right, listings are coming off the market fixed rates are going down confidence the, the new year people make goals they january 1st they're gonna do all these things and housing is sometimes a part of that are we gonna have three months of a price so I'm at, what I'm most worried about is that we start next year. We have limited inventory. There's still enough buyers that it puts pressure on prices. We see multiple offers slowly funnel back into the market. And the market picks up too much steam that by April, Bank of Canada like, like, eh. nah, we're holding again. We're not going down yet. Yeah, but they don't care about the housing market. When I they know they, they say that. they don't care, but I think internally in their meetings with, with each other, they they do care. I know they only care about inflation. I know that's the one thing. But I think they, they think about it. Hey, agents, a clean
1: and easy to manage real estate website is a must. Go to com slash Tom right now and start your site totally for free and pay nothing until you launch. And then when it is your time to go live, you will save 20% off of your entire first year just for signing up at realtyninja.com slash Tom. But do you think we've seen enough of the layoffs start? Because the layoffs are starting, right? Like you've got whatever CBC hacking 600 people and, you know, Royal Bank and I think TELUS hacked like 2,500 people, but most of those were like in the Philippines or something, right? So. Doesn't affect us at all, but um, yeah. So I don't know. I are we? I I am much more positive towards the market being, and I don't necessarily mean positive like, yay, I'm happy it's going to go up. But I do think it's probably going to be a more positive uh, outlook next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just seeing people that are in, so. So I've got lots of people lining up to do something in the new year. Come on the market. and none of them are financial reasons they're all point in life reasons sure um and we're seeing people that are now happy that they're qualifying for more and they can come back into the market because the five-year fixed rates have come down Hmm. right so you're not qualifying at eight and a half percent anymore you're only qualifying at, you know if you're lucky uh seven and a half percent right but that's a heck of a... When you're trying to sneak into a $500,000 condo, that's a makes big a difference. difference. It yeah. makes no difference on the top end. Like, your payments are super expensive on that $2 million house, sure. But your qualification when you have two people buying that $2 million house, like, those people are well off, so they're fine. But the qualification that happens on the low end, like, was just crushing people. Mm-hmm. But it's crazy, because those are the mar- that's the market that actually held was our condos. Our One thing that's interesting to talk about right now so different than you guys our condos are doing fine like multiple offers uh on some not all um but our condos are doing fine and our prices are holding just fine and our detached is the one that's having trouble and you're doing the exact opposite we're doing the
0: opposite yeah our condo market's taking a little bit of a beating like the the ones we're selling are still at prices that i think are relatively good but there's just a lot of overpriced stuff on the market and the inventory built up so much that it's it's flooded with overpriced stale listings.
1: Well, somebody on my um on my team was looking at a particular property and they're like, you know, they they paid this much for this at this time last year. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're they must be having trouble, they got to get out. And I'm like, "Well, think about this. He, he, they're like, why have they listed it at this price? Like they're going to be losing money or whatever the situation was." and i said wait stop and think about this do the numbers for that area and when you track it that area was up about four and a half or five percent in condos Hmm. right so they were thinking oh this is somebody that bought at the peak and now they're i'm like "No, no no wait the peak wasn't a year ago the peak was coming up on a year and a half almost two years ago right so if you think about that like don't think that you're necessarily just going to pay less than that guy bought it for because he only bought it a while ago because prices are
0: going up since he bought prices have gone up what i uh think is interesting um we uh we had an offer accepted last night actually at the holiday party uh i was talking with my team member amrit and uh i looked back because he told me you know which client of ours uh got the offer accepted i went back into my emails and i'd initially connected with this person in January of the, of 2023, so almost 11 months ago, like almost a full year. And we've probably offered on five or six places, and he was going bargain hunting. He was an investor, which there was not a ton of investors buying in today's environment, but he was the one of them. And we just kept taking shots at stuff to see what would work out. And we got something last night at a price that I think, honestly, in six months even to a year from now is going to look really really good because a on a condo because okay. you you got to you got to take your shots and yes a few people be like get the hell out of here with that price there's no way in hell I'm taking that and then a few people be like you know what fine if that's honestly your best price and this is the market and they're getting advice from their you know representative that says eh, here's what it is so there are opportunities if you're willing to not to say it's going to take you 12 months but you know it wasn't like showing properties every day with this person but uh mm-hmm. you have patience you know what you're looking for you will find opportunities uh in this kind of slower market if 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 you know what you're looking for and i think that's the most important thing but it's not going to happen in a week um
1: unless you well i have somebody that you know quite well mm-hmm. right now that's making the move mm-hmm. because we're seeing the opportunity where the detached has come down even since this last summer the detached has come down let's say my market on 150 grand but the townhouses that they're coming from are staying very flat. So they're seeing the opportunity to, to save, to do the jump up.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, mathematically, we've talked about this a lot. A declining market is a good time if you are interested in upsizing your house, right? Because percentage wise, the not always, but if you track the numbers correctly, usually the property you're buying has come down. You know, I, I bought my house 400 grand less than a similar house sold in the peak because i I bought it way later and then the house i sold i sold for 100 grand less than a similar house would have sold in the peak so i came out ahead right i think a lot of people are looking at that
1: did i tell you my i got a client that came from a particular area moved to a new area and then when he he was doing the wrong way move so they were coming Uh, from the valley and moving towards the city more um and and he did this like right at the peak so he had to get into a townhouse instead of a detached house so he moved from a detached to a townhouse closer to the city, but he couldn't afford the detached house here. While he's going, he's looking at the market now, and he reached out to me and he said, wait a minute, the detached house I could not afford two years ago is down three hundred to $400,000, and my townhouse has maintained value or gone up.
0: Hmm.
1: And so, so what's he going to do? Uh, January 2nd, we're hitting the market. Okay. All right. So he's hitting the market and he's going, you know, I I thought I would be here, but you know what? I do want to go to the detached house. And I think I just, I think I may have just saved myself $300,000.
0: And that's the thing is just making sure that homeowners that listen to this, at least understand what their options are. You know, if you don't want to move, don't move. Right. But if you see something that you want, just know where the numbers are at today. Cause I think mathematically it could make sense or could not make sense depending on depending on your situation
1: I, I just found your notes here about your predictions you're a jerk
0: hey, i'm a in jerk the background, oh yeah, yeah You're a jerk. yeah yeah well can i get to that okay let's skip over the next two because they're nothings they're okay okay so wait hold whoa 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 you can't just skip over the two i was actually right about they're not nothings i they're was nothings. correct
1: they were easy predictions
0: yeah, okay, that's fair, but I was right about them. Um, <laughs> okay, you just, I'm gonna go outside. There's going to be weather today outside. <laughs> okay, fine. We'll go to prediction number seven, which was no, no final. No.
1: Let's cover them real quick. You said no impact from foreign buyer ban. Because vacant tax,
0: but th- that was new in Toronto, so I had to discuss that. Uh, I also said there was going to be really low inventory to start the year, which there was. Uh, And then the scary news headlines, that's an obvious kind of gimme prediction, but it was actually more like it's going to be extra, extra scary because when we were looking at February this year compared to last year, you know, it's not going to look pretty. And we kind of went through that without any real pain. But the most important prediction is my final prediction of that video. And what I said is that my YouTube channel would reach 10,000 subscribers by April 1st, which I was wrong about. It took me till July 23rd. Happened literally on my birthday, which was kind of cool. Happy birthday, Tom Story. Thank you. Six months ago. And but more importantly, I said I was going to beat Steve to 10,000 subscribers. And in that video, I put a picture of you, Steve, sipping a sour beer. Uh, I thought it was very good at ed- editing of mine. And uh, and we did. Now, there are short victories, Right. I, I did beat Steve to ten thousand, but Steve is now beating me. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, I got so. my Christmas present. I just pa- surpassed Tom's story again. So I'll be there right until our next milestone when you shoot past me.
0: I think uh, I think you deserve it. I've I've fallen off a little bit. I'm I'm posting a lot less. I beat
1: Tom's story to eleven thousand five hundred subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> <But> <laughs> well, they, if you're uh, not already subscribed to our main channels, which I'm sure you are, make sure you also subscribe to this one.
0: Okay, now I have some things in in a separate note that you cannot see, Steve. And I think this will be a fun little game that I think the, the viewers that have that have consumed a lot of our content this year will maybe like to play along in their car or in front of their computer or whatever they're doing. Maybe they're hanging out with friends and family. So we are now on episode. This is, I think, 85. Is it is that are we on the same track on that? here's what i would like people to do in the comments
1: should our bonus episodes be counted as episodes because i don't believe they should be i don't believe our live episode and i don't believe our bonus episodes with dana and with um we did one with nolan and we did one with With uh, rabbi i don't think those should be counted so personally i would like to take out the non-regular week episodes
0: my opinion, so I though, like- I think we made a mistake with the Ravi episode doing it midweek. That should have been a Sunday premiere episode. Um, I think it would have done better on views if we had launched it on our typical time. But We that's will popular. learn from our lessons yes. in the future. Okay, so let either way, we've done over 80 episodes now. Thank you for the people that have been here from the beginning. If you found us along the way, we just appreciate you being here. Now, Steve, I've got some trivia questions for you about this podcast. Okay? Mm-hmm. Can you go in order our top five most viewed episodes on YouTube? What would you Starting think number most one? Most viewed. Most viewed, yep. Oh,
1: that's easy. So uh the
0: bankruptcy episode with
1: Randy. Okay. Yes, uh God. followed by the one we just did with Cody. Mm-hmm. Um then from there
0: It's a me and you episode. Leslie's
1: episode.
0: The third oh, one really? is a Me and You episode. It's actually a very recent episode, too. Oh, good. And then the Leslie episode? Yeah, Leslie was fourth. And
1: is it bad that I can tell by the thumbnails? There was the yellow down arrow one and the blue down
0: arrow one. Mary Roy. <laughs> uh, Mary was close, but not in the top five. Actually, number five was investors bail and condos fall to 2019 prices, which was a Me and You episode. Hey, there you go. So, like so us. Randy episode twenty five thousand views. Cody fourteen thousand. Don't buy a house in Canada for investment. Eighty five hundred views. Leslie eighty two hundred views. And the investors bail episode just over eight thousand. Uh,
1: Fantastic. Views. And we are just gearing up because this next, next year, gearing up. If things work out the way I'm planning them, and Tom Story has no idea what I'm talking about, but if they do work out the way I'm planning them, uh, we are going to crush it because. Mm-hmm. Some of the people that are starting to say, hey, what do you guys got going on over there are some pretty interesting names. Mm -hmm.
0: Now, for the people that do not watch us on YouTube and just hear us, Mm -hmm. hear us on audio every week. It's interesting because I feel like our audio information differs a bit from the YouTube stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Because thumbnails don't really matter and titles matter on audio, but not to the same effect what would you guess our number one audio now this is only in 2023 okay our number one audio episode in 2023 it's got
1: to be something super recent because it's Mm -hmm. actually growing at a very substantial pace that so like that is like each week is getting bigger it's not controlled by the youtube algorithm because those people are more i guess you would call them loyal listeners so I would say it's something within the last two or three weeks.
0: Yeah. It's the don't buy a house in Canada for investment. Um, that was our number one audio downloaded episode in 2023. Um, followed by number two. Do you want to guess or you want me to just go through them? Uh, Mary Roy. Mary Roy is number three. Oh, fantastic. That was an awesome episode. She's so inspiring. Chris yeah. Slidham was number two. hmm. Okay. Number four was Canadian housing and real estate prices double every decade, which was a me and you episode. I don't like that. Uh, And number five, Jonathan Cooper. Oh, wow. Fantastic. Yeah. And for
1: a lot of the year, it was um, Brad Lamb,
0: I think. Brad's kept the number one spot for a long time until I'd say the last three months or audio downloads really, really picked up. Thank you for
1: everyone listening on Spotify and Apple Podcasts because nobody else listens to anything else. I get like a Google podcast review thing, and it's like three people have listened on Google. So if you use Google podcasts, thank you, but time to upgrade your phone or something.
0: Now, here's where we're going to get into to the weeds. This will be an easy one. What is the video with the most amount of likes and the most amount of comments? Because the same video had both. It's got to be the one with the most views. It's Randy. Say. Randy. Randy. Yeah, okay. Yeah. How many total views up to before this episode has come out do you think we've done on this YouTube channel only in 2023 that includes the shorts? Total or? Total. total views. Not Just 2023. 2023 only. Oh, this lifetime. is like a full
1: year in review. Okay, let me think. Yeah, uh, 227,552.
0: That was weird. No, we actually did 100,000 more than that. It was 327,000. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's weird. (laughs) I just put zero, zero, zero. I didn't put the exact numbers. uh, Oh, man. 327,000 views in 2023 just on the YouTube channel. We appreciate you. It's amazing. Now, this is the one that's the most mind-blowing. In 2023, and this is not include the audio listeners, right? This is just people watching us on YouTube. How many hours do you think people watched my face and your face and the face of the guests who's typically in the middle of us in 2023? If you had to guess how many hours? Uh, Let
1: me do a quick calculation on this because I know. uh...
0: You have an idea per episode what it would be? Hmm. All right. All right. 62,000 hours. Oh my God. It was 61. Really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was so close. Is that not the most insane metric? In the last year, mm-hmm. people have listened to us just on YouTube, not including any of the audio downloads, for 61,000 hours. Do you know how many years that is? Do you know how much more they're going to watch just to watch me do this to my mustache? That mustache is going to be gone soon. I'm bet I can bet be on that. It will uh, be gone soon. I'll put money on red. That mustache is going to be gone soon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right, this is going to bore the heck out of people. Shouldn't we be
0: talking about real estate? Yeah. Okay, I'll get back to you. Okay. Final few things here. Which sixty one thousand watch hours is equivalent to seven years of people watching us. So in the last one year, people have watched us talk about real estate for seven years. Do you know how many new subscribers we had in twenty twenty three? 2000 2500 hey not bad yeah this is the one everyone's been waiting for what was our most disliked episode the most <laughs> amount of thumbs downs everyone that steve was in um
1: think was it one with a couple of people from an association of some sort? yes
0: it was mandatory healthcare <laughs> episode <laughs> and, and i don't think those were dislikes to us i didn't get uh, any personal attacks well steve might have but-
1: i got a lot of personal attacks. <laughs> and let me know or sorry no, let me know in the comments but please don't let me know because i got all of your personal attacks most of them to my instagram by the way really of, uh, oh yeah yeah people like realtors in ontario like dming me you're a piece of shit you don't know what you're talking about. like just because they don't want to spend 600 dollars a year to better their community I do not back down on this.
0: I see that. Yeah. If anything, either did they because it it, there was another vote on this and it moved forward and it's in place now for 2024. A lot of people are not happy, but you know.
1: Yeah, but uh, if a lot of people are not happy, then they they did what everybody said. They went to a vote, Mm -hmm. and they said, "Okay, now are we moving forward?" And you found out that yes, the the overwhelming people do want to move forward with it so you can be as grumpy as you want to be about it um but i still wish i had it myself and that is the difference in that you can tell i'm getting heated now right Mm. like literally tom i i had at least without an exaggeration because i do like to exaggerate 20 Agents reach out to me and tell me how bad of a person I was because this is infringing on their rights and all this BS, right? Whoa! Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like which, man. I didn't I get.
0: Mind. I didn't get. Well, I took a very neutral stance on that episode. That's yeah, that's why you're what very you to
1: vanilla. Tom story, and no. I have an opinion.
0: Um, so. here's an opinion, Steve, and this is what the the viewers I think really want to know: just how much dough we're making on this podcast, just the amount of money coming in every week that we're just diving into like Scrooge McDuck. Okay. So just for YouTube AdSense, what do you think we've made so far in 2023 from this channel? Not channel sponsors, not any of the other stuff, but just ads my, on our videos. Can I get don't my, don't cheat. This, I'm just going to... 1,500 bucks. 2,000... $17.85. Yeah. And Pitching. how much did we spend
1: on shorts editing?
0: Ooh, more than that.
1: <laughs> 20, yeah, $2,800.
0: <laughs> this podcast has been a lost leader in revenue uh, mm-hmm. so far, but that is okay. And the final thing I'm going to wrap this up. Steve, what percentage of the viewers coming back every single week that listen to us are subscribed versus not subscribed?
1: Oh, it's going up right now 42%
0: know 67 66.7 percent of people in 2023 i don't know like recent stuff just the whole year are yeah. not subscribed that watch our content 35 yeah, yeah, yeah. and 33 percent of you are subscribed so, so hey guys I like the subscribe button what do we want for the holidays we want you to hit the subscribe button and i heard that people on
1: with with tk and daryl i heard that people
0: double subscribe that's not good that means they're unsubscribed
1: well, they're, no, they're that means they got it. multiple a- email addresses and oh. double subscribing. There you so, go. So, I mean, either you could do that to our channel, too, or or Canadian Real Estate Show doesn't actually have that many subscribers, but I don't know which one it is.
0: Oh, we're starting beef with, with our friends over there? I would never start beef. Are you kidding me? TK's
1: a purple belt. I'm not starting beef with him ever.
0: That's true. Your black eye has gotten better, eh? It's not as prominent it's as it was yellow last now. week. Yeah. It's a yellow eye now? And, yeah. yeah. Okay, so that was fun. Just want to do a little recap of kind of how far the podcast has come and then the fact that we really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, Oh, sorry. Last thing, I I had to bring this up. At my holiday party last night, Steve, two people told me that listened to the show that their favorite thing to do is they follow you on Instagram is to see you responding back to comments. Like when (laughs) someone says something on your channel that disagrees with you and you go back and forth, uh, they said that was the favorite thing that you do. So. Well, I definitely do
1: it. Yeah. I like to point out how stupid people are Um, while they're trying to point out how stupid they think I am. So who's the real dummy? I don't know. Um, It is a lot of fun. Um, I did have to ban some people recently on my channel. Like within in the last couple of days, for what, for
0: what reasons though? I mean, if you're going to
1: call me a piece of shit, Mm. you're getting banned. Like, come on. Um, but they're just the negativity out there i think what's happening is that there are so many people that were cheering on the downfall yeah now that they're showing signs that the downfall yet again will be pushed off that they're angry and now they're getting mean in the comments and so for that youtube has this amazing feature called hide user
0: from channel and I take advantage of that. It's called YouTube jail. I um I also noticed when I was going through all the numbers uh, for for what we're going to talk about today is uh like I've been very honest about this. And I I I don't watch real estate content on YouTube. We make our show. I make my videos, and I move on with my life. I watch tech videos, watch videos, and sports videos, soccer highlights. That's what I use YouTube for. Mm-hmm. But what kind of to your point, when I saw it had the five channels that our viewers also watch like the most up-to-date channels that other people watch and i was looking at them like oh well four of those five channels are just super negative people on everything so not that surprising that they would come over to our channel maybe not like that we're at least being optimistic I think, in some direction I think that's
1: interesting though because i actually looked at that the other day and the top two were the loony hour um okay. which i would assume
0: steve's not like, negative yeah he's
1: you know fantastic third. Yep. But, but I mean, they can be bearish or not, but they're, sure. you know, it's a smart, it's good information. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one was actually the BNN channel. So the business I saw that. channel, I'm like wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are they doing? They want real information there. And then they come over here to be like, what are the idiots saying? Hey, I've been it's quoted
0: in like, the... BNN before, you know, yeah. watch what, well, yeah, man, years yeah. ago, but it, it happened. I've never done live stuff with them, but I've done article quotes for them.
1: Can I say the other thing about the the funny thing? I I, on my main channel, I let everyone out of jail about two or three months ago, like everybody. (laughs) I let them all out of jail. And then on the next video, every one of those negative people commented again. So just so you understand, if you're in jail, you don't know you're in jail. Only I do. So those people have been commenting on every video for like a year and a half, two years. And then Nobody's been paying attention to them and I let them out of jail and they all went negative again. And then the people that obviously have been saying absolutely negative crap, that's ridiculous. Uh Right back in here. I was like, maybe I should just see what the other opinions are. I'm like, Oh, the other opinions are a flaming bag of dog crap on my doorstep. So let's extinguish that again. Anyway, quite funny.
0: All right. Well, I, I hope you guys enjoyed Steve's little rant there and the fact that the the show is growing and we're going to try our best to continue, to continue to bring you the most up-to-date information about the Canadian real estate and housing market.
1: Steve, Maybe I shouldn't it.
0: shave my mustache until we reach like 5,000 subscribers.
1: How about that? Your wife's going to hate. <laughs> <laughs> but we'd have 5,000 subscribers. So.
0: That's true. Then she would think that was pretty cool. So, All right, uh, Steve, we ran two polls surveys and we asked the public how many times is bank of canada going to cut next year and we ran let so let's go over yours first you have in front of you so i did one on my channel yeah then we'll do the Uh, our channel
1: after and then one on our channel so the one from my channel says ben tal of cibc thinks that the bocs uh rate move will be to cut in may or june 2024 when do you think the overnight rate will start to drop?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And? So Q1, 2, 3, 4 are my answers, or not until 2025 or, or later. Okay. 30% of the people agree with Bentel Q2 of next year. Hmm. Uh, the Another almost 30%, 29% think that it's not happening. And I think you're going to see that number continue uh, around 30 percent of the people always say no yeah right yeah. so um and then it's spread out like 10 to 15 percent on the other ones q1 q1 12, i think 12 percent
0: of people i'm surprised so many people click q1 12 percent of people mm-hmm. say q1 i don't think that's mm-hmm. happening
1: but i'm just shocked that then that leads us to the next question which is one that was on the main channel which had almost as many votes mm-hmm. which is sad for my channel when you think about it because i've got Four times the amount of people. um, uh, How much do you think the Bank of Canada will cut rates in 2024?
0: And very interesting because the not at all answer on the main channel on a different survey was 32%. So, you know, just around that 30% number that they don't think it's happening. If you combine up all the other ones, you know, 68%. um, But the number one response, for how much are they going to do is a full one percent at 29 percent? you surprised by that i'm shocked by that
1: yeah i personally i do have a guess for this i think we're going to see a half a point next year i think we're going to see two quarter point downturns early ish
0: and then they'll just get one done in q2 one done in q3 and then that's it for the i think you might then do the rest holds if things go bad it'll be like I don't
1: even know when the dates are, but it'll be like Q2, Q2, and then hold and hope. Um, I saw something. I'm trying to th- remember where it was. They were talking about deflation mm. and, or sorry, not deflation, but um, I guess it would technically be G- deflation, but like when it starts going bad, it's really hard to also stop the other way, like to get people oh. spending
0: money again. Is so just like They cut pretty quick. Like they pretty. went up pretty quick. They could. They could potentially. To could get you imagine? Perfect. Sorry, keep going.
1: No, no, no. It was just like it, that's exactly what I was going to say. Could you imagine? Can you imagine a spot where
0: it's like, oh crap, we've put the brakes on way too hard, and then they cut 150 points in 12 months, and just we're all wrong again. Like we mm-hmm. were wrong saying how much they were going to go up because they went way higher than any of us thought to. But the, Um, I
1: was reading an article that said the average economist, so they, they pulled, uh, with everything that Jerome Powell did, they have these 19 economists, um, that come together, do some sort of report. I don't know what the hell it really is, but there's 19 of these guys, 17 of them think that it's three quarter points in the States next year. Hmm. Okay. So most of the guys think it's three quarter points not just these two dummies that are here. I actually think that's too much. But I I'm a person that wants to see higher interest rates longer like I'm
0: But but again, these rate cuts are are really just going to get people with variable rates like out of negative amortization <laughs> like it's it's that's what they're going to do. They're going to help people come down and actually start paying principal again. It's not really changing the payments.
1: For tenant, landlord, or homeowner insurance policies, Go to squareone.ca slash the Tom Story Show. Use the link in the description. Save $20 when you start your free quote right now.
0: The payments aren't going to yeah. change for the people that went over the trigger rate I until there's that. significant that's- rate cut. So that still only takes your six and a half percent mortgage right now to variable to 6%. That's what I'm saying. Like this isn't, it's just going to, it's a little bit of relief for the people that are already feeling the most amount of pain. And then what, you know, Brandon was saying last week is that, you know, fixed rates are probably going to land in that four and a half percent range. Right. Which is, I would love that. Yeah. Me too. I would love love a four and a half percent because that's going
1: to, it's going to calm down the market from the craziness that was out there.
0: I was uh driving on a street in Toronto and there was this big uh it's not even like a billboard it's like the ones where you can like change the letters you know what I'm talking about like outside like strip malls uh-huh. and stuff and it just said mortgage I I a marquee I think is that what it's them. called I have no idea but I'm going to say yes it just said like mortgage and then beside it said 5.89% and then a cell phone number at the bottom and I, it was just funny, like driving by being like, oh, like, it's crazy that we're in a world that some random sign on the side of the street has a mortgage in the high fives and they're advertising as if it's like, hey, I got the, the good rate. I got the good rate. Like, imagine if two years ago we saw that would be like, is this a joke? Like, is it April Fool's? What's going on? 5.89% is the good mortgage deal right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, it's, I crazy don't it's crazy time. It's crazy time but do you have any predictions for next year personally for yourself
1: uh, for myself but gaining weight again
0: no um, do you, hey do you want to acknowledge that it's been a year this episode last year is when you said is it you were you were going to go on a weight loss journey
1: yeah uh uh yeah and i did and i did the 40 pounds i dropped the 40 pounds i was going to drop and um i crushed our, our buddy there he actually did well he dropped I think he dropped 20 or 25 pounds or something Great. like that but obviously I both yeah so Keith I kicked your butt um I've actually we were just texting actually the other day we gotta figure out how the payments are gonna go down but you know he's gonna owe I think he's already um uh paid the food bank what he owes um but yeah we we did that I still have to cut a check for his um mm. because I was paying him more per pound but yeah it's 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 just tough right now, right? Like this is like you said, the Christmas party season, mm-hmm. man, I got one last night. I got another one. We, then we got, now we got Christmas like now. So it's just stacking it back up and then we're going to have to dry out in January for sure. But it, um, uh, I'm glad this time when we did the in person with, uh, David a couple weeks ago mm. that, um, that I wasn't embarrassed by how, fat my head
0: was. Right? Like you're, your head's it. the most noticeable. You've you've like right like I lost you've lost I, half I lost, your yeah. circumference.
1: Yeah. And then my second pair of boobs are gone. So that's good. <laughs> that's good. That's right.
0: That's yeah. that's what the people come here to see. I'm back down to one pair of boobs, which is probably where I should be. Um okay so that's personal. <laughs> That's personal. On the business side of things, how are we looking at 2024? I, I've got some things I want to say as well. But what, what? How do you think it's going to play out?
1: I think we're going to see another 5% increase across the board by this time next year. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of my predictions. Um, one of my predictions I had was I thought rents would soften.
0: Oh, I actually and- didn't put mine in there. I said that same thing and I was wrong on that. I forgot yeah, to put so that rent- in the notes.
1: Rents did go up because I actually said, like, I was looking at, um, you know, my particular investment property and and what it would rent for today, and I was like, you know, it's it's going to be like twenty four hundred dollars, and I think it'll come down from there, and it's easily twenty six now. Hmm. So it did. Now I do think it stopped going up. Agreed. Same. But but it also increased more than I thought it would, and it has not come down at all. So, um i don't see a world right now where rents get cheaper um i don't see a world where prices come down um unless we see that unless we see for some crazy reason interest rates go back up like if at interest rates at five five point two five to five and a half percent we are fine is everybody qualified there yeah yeah there will be some people that will be in bad shape or whatever but Generally, will be fine at six and a half percent. In four or five years, we'd be in really bad spot.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, we still have to wait to see what happens with all the renewals. That's still the the last little thing of like, well, you know, you know, you guys are not out of the woods yet. There's people renewing at much higher much higher rates, and Mm that that pandemic savings that we all talked about is gone. It's gone. People spent that money. Mm-hmm. They overpaid for um Rolexes. And they <laughs> but I, well they definitely vacations. Did but I
1: I mean, I don't have the sadist in me doesn't have a ton of sympathy, right? I've always been a saver. I've always been somebody that pays down. I don't carry debt. And the people that have made those silly decisions to do that. I mean, I was looking at something like um a report on debt. Not non mortgage debt, non housing debt. Okay. And it's now 15% of after tax money goes to paying off bad consumer debt. Really? And I'm like, oh, so I have 15% more money than everybody then because I have no consumer. Well, I guess we got one car payment now because the car died this year. But like that's literally the only thing. Mm. You know, we got a $475 a month car payment or whatever it is. And that's it. Other than that, there's no payments.
0: But do you not consider your expenses, and I know you get rent for it, but your expenses to run, I'm not talking about the mortgage for the investment property, but like the maintenance fee and the taxes on that. Is that not, I know that's not debt, but it's, it's a payment. It all covers though. Yeah.
1: Right. Like uh, somebody was trashing me the other day saying, well, you know, you're not going to have any sales and you're not gonna be able to make your payments. And I'm like. Guys, I've been investing in real estate now for a long time. My property, my principal residence is covered by the rental that I've put in. Mm. So it costs me zero to live. Now, of course, there's heating and property taxes and blah, blah, blah. But my rental, my mortgage payment is zero and my rental property covers. So let's say I do have to renew. I need to go from my 2% rates up to 6%. What am I going to do? I'm going to be into these properties for a thousand bucks a month. Like that's what you can't rent a one bedroom apartment for that much. No, it's wild what the rental prices have done. So it's, there's way less people in a bad spot than we like to think that there is. All the people that have the time to comment on YouTube that are saying how unaffordable stuff is that have the the low skilled jobs. Those people are hurting for sure. But all of the other people that have gone to work and have good jobs and, and, um, sorry, I didn't, I don't mean it that way. I mean like increase their skills okay. and have been in real estate for a long time. And like all these people are fine. Somebody was saying, oh, the average house can't be two million bucks. No, it can be because lots of people buy two million dollar properties with $200,000 mortgages. Well, right. But that's because they own properties before that. Of course. Or they have other money investments, whatever. So it's totally doable, and there's not as many people in rough shape financially, I think, as we ha- as many people hope
0: there would be. Well, not on the surface level. I- I'm not seeing it. I'm not listing any properties right now that people are like, "Uh, okay, one, one." I mean, one. there's going to be those cases. I mean, I did talk to a financial
1: planner the other day, and he said now, out of all of his clients, he's had two come to them
0: to withdraw money to pay for their kid's mortgage yeah so maybe that's the thing maybe people are getting help from their parents to make their mortgage mm-hmm. payments and we're now he's money. like i've I, it, I, he thought it would be
1: way more widespread by now right um but he takes care of high net worth individuals and he's like he's had now two but i mean out of how many hundreds of clients i
0: don't know but those are but those are high net worth individuals it, it's the people that are not high net worth that are probably having more of the issues oh for sure right for sure if you're
1: not if if you're if you've gone through your life not improving your skills and you chose to rent because you thought the market was going to crash in 2016
0: you're screwed okay so let's fast, let's fast forward to today Okay, let, let's say the end of 2023 is the same as 2016. Who knows? Probably probably won't be. We're not going to see price growth at that rate, I hope. I hope for everybody's sake. You never know, though. So there's, there's people listening to this right now. And I saw, I've seen a few comments recently where someone's like, yeah, I know things are changing, but like, I'm still going to wait. I'm just going to wait. I'm like, all right, man. Like, I hope I hope you find the moment when you feel comfortable to make that decision. But I don't know. I look at right now. If it, on like a surface level, okay, take everything else out of it. Rates are going down. Inventory is going down. What's going to happen? Prices are going to moderately go up. Go up in value this year mm-hmm. with rates going down, and then you get into that property and and yes, renting a place is way cheaper than owning a place right now. Yes. But in 10 years, that won't be the case.
1: I just always... Somebody another comment. All these comments where somebody's like, yeah, I've been renting since 2010 and now I'm screwed. I'm like, yeah, but you're screwed because you've been renting since 2010. Right? Like, that's why you're screwed. Because you didn't secure a price back then that you thought would come down.
0: I, I and then the, you could have been paying off for 13, 14 years now. But you don't know what, what maybe, maybe they owned real estate and they went through a divorce and they couldn't afford on their own and they had to rent something and then life happens and then it's 10 years later. You know, it's not like everyone's purposely trying to put themselves in that position, right?
1: Okay. Okay. Let's do this experiment. Okay. Let's say, for instance, you and I both end up are... Wives smarten up and they realize that we're realtor scumbags and they leave us tomorrow. Okay. Are you renting? Am I renting? Yeah. No. Are You're doing whatever it takes to own again your own property.
0: Uh, Yes, but that's because I know what I know. Mm. But not everybody that has that situation happen to them Listens to any type of content that is real estate or finance based. Mm-hmm. They're just living their lives. This is a horrible moment of their lives. Maybe there's kids involved in this. They have to, or they keep the primary residence. They rent another property, and like it's, you know, there's so many different variables that I, I don't think we can put a blanket statement over them and just say like, yeah, well, you should have owned. It's like I think of most of the people are like, yeah, I know I should have owned. Yeah, damn right. Ten no, years they don't. Later, Some do. Some well, -hmm. well, the comments we've had though are saying like, "Yeah, we we agree with what Steve is saying. I have been renting, and now here's my situation.
1: If you're screwed now because you chose to rent for the last ten years, you're more screwed in ten years. So guess what? You got to find a way to make something work. You have to find a way to make something work."
0: Does home ownership have to be the, the the option though for people? Can it not be something else? Can they not continue renting and go you do something? Can do whatever you want. Right. It's That's what I'm trying myself. to get at. It's like it's the safest option. Right? <laughs> My yeah. comment that got me absolutely roasted was that many Canadians became wealthy by mistake by owning real estate. It's kind of true. No. Wrong. They got it was Everyone's always owned real estate. But the price significance. Now, I know the four year average is 6.5% a year, but that compounding on a million bucks, not 200 grand, is different, right? I didn't buy the properties that I bought at the time that I bought them and expect them to be worth what they are today, even with the change in, in prices. No. Did you think I never your house thought. was going to be worth what it's worth today when you no. bought it at this point no. in time? I remember the
1: day I bought my house. I said to someone that lives down the street, I said, I just hope it goes up ten percent before it comes back five. And it's gone yep. up. 100%. That was it. It has gone up way more than hundred yeah. percent. So, but that's the thing that that that's what happens. So you have to put yourself in the position where you empower yourself for the future and you own something because this is my biggest thing that I'm just like going crazy on people for. By retirement, you have to own your property free and clear. Whatever that property is, that might be a one-bedroom apartment, but you have to own a property free and clear by retirement or you will be a slave for the rest of your life. And then, oh, you're going to be a slave to your mortgage payments the whole time. Cool story, guy. Work towards something, right? You have to pay it off. You have to get to a spot where you don't have a payment when you retire or you're going to be working until you're 85 years old. And you can be as angry at the world as you want to be guess what? You got one person to blame and it's the person you're looking at in the mirror every day. And I look at this
0: beautiful mustache in the mirror every day. Well, I hope that inspired everybody and put you in a nice holiday mood (laughs) as you're going into your your dinner tonight with your friends and family, uncle finance, Steve's yelling at you. I mean, listen, I agree. I think homeownership is a wonderful thing. Uh, It's been great for me and my family. I know it's been great for you. and, And I've watched a lot of clients along the way. Not to say that I'm the reason that they that they did so well, but like I gave them advice at the moment from what I knew and they got into the market and now they're in a better financial position.
1: Let's focus less on that. Let's focus less on that. Tom, uh, your job, I think, Tom, we are more transactional than people think, right? We are here to facilitate the
0: deal. Yeah, when they want to do something, we'll help right? with
1: it. Yeah. Like I think a lot of these guys think that when they get an agent, their agent's gonna like miraculously get them into a 20% savings in the market or or tell them the right time to buy to save 20%. That's not what we do. We facilitate the transaction in the marketplace that's in front of you right now. And I still believe, maybe, I don't know if I've ever said this on here, but 90% of my job is writing an enforceable contract that doesn't end, end up in lawsuits. Yeah, that's, that's 90% of what I do. Everybody's like, oh, do you like the kitchen? Yeah, whatever, man. The kitchen's the kitchen. My job is, and then the other half, or ten percent. <laughs> math on that. The other ten percent is only worried about like the cash, and it's like okay, if you think that that's what the job is, the market is the market. You're gonna pay within one and a half or two percent of market value at any time, anywhere, always. Yeah, you're never gonna end up unless you go to the sticks and you buy something out in, you know, Timbuktu somewhere, and then those properties are not liquid. But in a metro area, my job is. Let's avoid the lawsuits and get you into a building if it's a condo that's not going to cost you money, it you know, massive maintenance problems, all that stuff. That's what we're avoiding, right? That's what our job should be the focus of is to write good contracts. Really,
0: when you, when you get riled up and you shake your head, the little bells jingle. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you, everyone. Can we go over time? Do you have time? Do you have time? i got time yeah okay I, can I just i want to say something so i uh this is more in a client conversation you actually
1: is, can say something because it's called the tom story show I keep you forgetting can actually that. say
0: whatever you want to say you keep forgetting that thank you for reminding me um so my conversation when the market was trending upwards with clients was you know here's what you need to know about the market and then it always comes down to the end of it well why would I work with you versus somebody else? And I'm not gonna bore the viewers say with a 60 minute presentation on what we do and how we do things, but I would just basically show them, listen, I am not here to talk down about anybody else but I track my numbers versus the market. And then I know that if you list with us, this is not my thought or my theory, this is based on facts and information that I'm beating Mm -hmm. the market by 5%. And that's because Mm -hmm. we invest into your property, we stage it, we make it look really good. And I can get you a higher sale price because I have the data to back it up. It was a very kind of easy conversation. How that's flipped these days is, is yes, those numbers are still mathematically true, but it's basically like, hey, Steve, the reason that you should be hiring me if you want to sell your property is because I am actually selling my listings right now. I can get you sold. 85% of the listings on the market, this is a condo reference, are not selling every month. Mm-hmm. So the reason you should choose me now in this market is because I'm going to give you the actual advice you need to take, to get sold. If you don't like the number it's going to take to get it sold, that's okay. You don't sell. It's cool. Yeah. But it's, yeah. it's completely changed these conversations we're having. It used to be like, well anyone could sell it, but I'll get you more. And now it's like actually most people they're not even selling. Yeah. So you can list I, your house or you can sell your house. Yeah.
1: I've been doing some some trainings with uh just agents, long time agents, um, new agents. And <clears throat> I think we've I know I take for granted the skills of a good agent and i'm gonna put myself in that category um i i do think that there's a lot that we do that we don't even think we do and a lot of it's because we are involved in organizations where we're trying to better our business Mm -hmm. right and there's a lot that just honestly when you're talking to them like i had we were in an office meeting and somebody said well i i Advised them. I was like, you need to sell first week of January and you need to be the best buyer when the market picks up. And what one of those agents heard was, well, you know, you're telling your client to sell at the bottom. And I'm like, well, in a way, yeah, you sell at the bottom, but you also have to look at it and go, well, do you want to buy at the top? right? It's because that's what you're doing. You're you're making the move in the sale. So you have to be able to have this conversation and say, listen, how are you going to buy in that frenzied spring market that I think is coming? How are you going to buy in that if you don't have your home sold? Well, you can't. You can't do it. Or you buy first and you take a massive risk. Massive, on mortgage payments, massive, kind of massive risk, yep. right? So if the money's tight, you can't do that. So you do have to put yourself in a position where you can be the one that sells. And my trick is always, This is a trick. This is something a a good agent will do. They will encourage you to be on the market in the first two weeks in my market. I shouldn't say Edmonton or Calgary or anywhere else because I don't know how it works there. But in my market, if you are on the market in the first two weeks of January, you are almost the only show in town.
0: Yep. everyone you're the only
1: show in town, you get sold because everybody's motivated. The buyers are motivated. This is the year I'm going to move. The agents are like, I had a terrible year last year, so I'm going to put this year together. And they're motivated for solid two weeks and (laughs) you get the deals together at the beginning and now you negotiate what's the easiest thing to negotiate the long close it's the easiest deal to negotiate i need 90 days cool no problem well how about this price deal let's do it so you negotiate the long close and now when the listings start glutting on on valentine's day for the following month after that you're the best buyer. And you have the ability
0: to act on your next home. So that's all well and good. And I agree with everything that you're saying there. But that's if you have a property to mm-hmm. sell. So let's mm-hmm. go through. If we're going to run long here, let's just do it. Okay. I'm a first time home buyer. Okay. I have learned recently through listening to this podcast and many others that the stress test is not going to change. It's mm-hmm. going to be two basis points higher than the rate. It's not mm-hmm. they're not changing it. Okay. No shock. Sure. So I'm qualified right now, or I've been talking to the bank. Maybe it's not official yet, but I've gone through the motions. I want to buy a property in the next 90 to 120 days. What do I do? Do do I don't do I not wait until there's more inventory on the market in February, in March? Or do I go that out there in January when there's slim pickings? Because I think I think the real answer is like, take a look at what's sitting on the market right now and take some shots at things at low prices and see if they'll yeah. take them. But what do this, you do if you don't have a property Yeah, these,
1: these months... Yeah, the, December buys are going to look buys, good. I think so. They're going to yeah. look good. I think January's buys will probably still look good. Um, what are you going to do though? So do you want to pick from these now when you've got less to pick from, but there's also less buyers out there? Or Do you want to wait until more comes on but more buyers. And there's going to be more buyers out there as well because we all know the good products, even in crappy market, the good products are still going to go into multiple offers. So which way do you want to go about it? I think you're in a really good spot right now where your rates are coming down, but most people don't know it yet. Mm. So you haven't seen the price appreciation come back right. yet. right? So there's a good chance that early in the year um, it's going to be some really good, good opportunities for people. i I just think the 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 risk in the market either going up or down is just if you're not doing it at the same time you'd be the people that i feel sorry for the people that sell and they are guessing that the market's going to come down market takes off they go to rent for six months or a year and then there's and then yeah they're screwed yeah right like you got to be floating the same tide right otherwise you might find out you're
0: not wearing pants um, last topic I want to bring up here um, is that we've seen a lot of people in our industry change companies that they work for. Huge right now. And at our party
1: last night, there was noticeable what I consider good longtime agents changing companies. Some have left our brokerage. Some have come onto our brokerage. But just people switching brokerages.
0: It's crazy. I um there was so many new faces at our office party last night. I got to meet a lot of people, but like we have our our company has started expanding even more than before with good mm-hmm. agents coming over mm-hmm. to us. Um Well, I was
1: um I was so impressed with what signature has going on. Right? Oh yeah. They're the they're the they're the yeah. top. Like if I'm in if I'm in Toronto, I'm for sure that's the brokerage, hundred uh, percent. Yep. Um, I but I feel that way about my brokerage where I am now. But it's just like I've been thinking about these things, and I know like some of the agents we know that are switching brokerages right now. Some of the the top producers that are switching brokerages right now that I just know of like per, per, peripherally is that the right word mm-hmm. in my market, and I'm just like. I think a lot of them are looking for answers to what was a tough year. And I think my personal opinion is if you look at the company not being the right fit for you, it's probably not the company.
0: Yeah. Right? Like that's how I producers will be top producers at any company. Right? Having extra support and training absolutely makes sense. But if you're failing at one company, you're probably failing at the other company
1: yeah exactly and that's what i mean more of that that i think there's a lot of people that are looking for like this secret thing to like the brokerage is gonna this brokerage will save me or something popular happening right now this brokerage i can make an extra income stream out of this and i don't have to worry about selling so many properties right which i think is a i'm not a fan of which we've talked about a million times but there are people looking for some sort of, they're looking for something, whatever that something is. And they think hanging their uh license at a different brokerage is going to give them that something. And I think it's so misguided.
0: Well, I mean, sometimes you just need a, a shift in environment and motivation level. And sometimes making that change can just feel like a fresh start as well, which some people will need and maybe thrive under. Um There was someone... I obviously I'm not gonna say any names, but someone that I that I see from afar, I'm not really friends with them, but like I see them on social, and they've they've changed companies. Like I keep seeing announcements on their page. It's like three times a year. I'm like, yeah. what's going on here? Like, pick a company. This is what I mean,
1: yeah, this is what I mean, right? Like I've seen people that have blown up their teams and i mean they're still doing business but they blow up their team and then they and then after blowing up their team doesn't work then they restructure and then they blow up their team again and then they switch companies and it's just like
0: god guys i don't think
1: you're doing the right
0: move here i think you got to look internally a little bit but i do think there's also some people that had your viewpoint on some of the newer models the cranky old man viewpoint that have (laughs) become enlightened and are now being like actually I just said those things because that was my opinion. But now that I'm looking at it, it actually looks pretty good. Like Matt Leonet is a great example. He was on our show and we kind of made jokes about those brokerages. He just made Mm -hmm. a big move to real. And I think it's perfect for his brand. I think it makes total sense. The video he put out announcing it was like, again, it was awesome. It was was so good. Awesome. But it's like, it, I told him when when he was going over there, it was like, I was like, "You should put out a video of all the times you've talked shit about those companies and and put it together, and then announce that you've gone there." He didn't end up doing it that way. Obviously, he did this other video, but uh, I don't know. You know, you, maybe one day you'll be cracked, Steve. Maybe one day these new models will will get to you, and you'll be like, "You know what? Mm-hmm. That looks pretty good." But here's the thing: for the consumers listening to this, they don't give a crap. I never get a referral from a client being like, "Hey, you got to work with Tom. He works for this company." It's never ever that, yeah, ever. Yeah. So the the broke. So that so I think so for the for the consumers listening to this, the company that your real estate agent works for is for the benefit of your real estate agent for the most part. They've chosen that company because it helped yeah. them get the services. You now that will then help them give you better. You know service on the client to client level but i don't think the service level changes versus what company your person works at that's that's them as a person they're an independent contractor.
1: can yeah. i piss off the other half of the agents in ontario though that don't like me already because of the benefits thing
0: why why not just yeah why not just make all that as well things? keep going here agent referrals if, wasn't a pillar of business uh, you're looking for yeah,
1: 2024 agent referrals is not high okay. on my uh on my income stream um but if you'd like to send me a referral right now i'd appreciate it um I think more than anything, if you work from home as an agent and you are not an office agent, your chances of success are diminished by three times at least. If you are, so I'm seeing now some agents, young agents starting to come into the office and those are the agents that are getting the opportunities.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's kind of scary. And it's also like, I've been, um, I've got another, uh, board thing going on here. I've been at the board so many times with the volunteer stuff and taking classes and stuff recently. And the amount of involvement there too is so low. Mm. And so all of these people, I was actually talking to a broker about this, um, last night at the party. I was like, well, all these people, like, I don't know what they do with their day. What do they do? Cause they're not in the office. It's not like they're door knocking for
0: eight hours. Well, don't, don't we have an idea of what, what it takes? We won't say it, but what it takes to become a top 10% realtor in Vancouver. Uh, it's not a whole lot of home sales these days. I think, the, I think the Fraser
1: Valley board might be like seven deals this year. Eight deals like to be top 10%. Like it's,
0: it's pretty but, terrible. But basically to do the numbers on that, that's like survival you're not going to survive unless you do that many tra- I don't even know if you can survive at that many transactions with the costs involved of running the business. Yeah, you can't. You no. Can't.
1: Yeah, it's I don't know. But I mean, get into the office. I mean, nobody ever said I could, I says could that. not agree
0: with you more on that. I I I look around and every single person that shows up to our office consistently yeah, does it's a killer. The business. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Of course. So that's why that's why
1: I don't think these... Now, a lot of people we do know that have gone to virtual brokerages... They still are have offices. Getting their, they're getting their own office space. Yeah. But I think you're going to fail as an agent if you work from home. I just think that's my opinion. I don't think you're going to be a super success. and I don't, I don't think you're going to fail. I don't think
0: you're going to fail. I just think, I think like, you're have fail. better results. No, You won't fail <laughs> if you work from home. You'll just... I think that you have... A higher ceiling you could you could get to if you show up to the office and have the structure and get the energy every day from from your colleagues. I would agree. Let me
1: rephrase that: more people that work from home every day will fail
0: than people that go to the office every day. Okay, that we can that we can agree upon. You know what else I can agree upon is that we have gone much longer than usual in this episode. If you stayed till the end, we really really do appreciate it. Um, Steve, you got any holiday fun? Anything happening with the family? over the next little bit. I mean we got
1: all our traditions. We do all the different houses and you know there's grandparents involved and we've mm-hmm. got all that stuff. Um no, it's uh it's a great time trying to relax and it doesn't look like it's happening cuz December's busier than November. I should have had Christmas in November, it would have been a better plan.
0: I took um, my uh, vacation in November. I really timed this out well. I'm I'm yeah. sticking in the city. It's it actually worked out perfect
1: yeah how about you guys first christmas in the new place
0: first christmas in the new place got a bunch of family dinners coming up and we actually take a different approach we on christmas eve so like tonight what we'll do is we will actually watch a movie but it's not a christmas movie we pick like just like a movie to watch and then we watch the other stuff leading up to it so Mm -hmm. we'll figure out what we're gonna watch tonight and uh we do we do have something we do uh i
1: do and i pick this up from my wife's family is always a puzzle out on the coffee table Mm. and it takes time like we'll get like a thousand piece puzzle and then like you'll be sitting there and you'll do some pieces and then somebody will bugger off and go get the appetizer somebody else comes by and puts in one or two pieces so it's it's kind of a communal spot to be um but this year, because the kids are kind of involved, I think we've done three puzzles already. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs>
0: we're starting our we'll starting our puzzles.
1: Port. Yeah, you should get did. like a, really a funny
0: one where you like you like make the puzzle a picture of something. and You make a custom puzzle. We could do that. Should we do yeah. a Tom Story Show puzzle? Yeah. By the way, I didn't get to bring it up, and we're going to wrap this up now. But um, we're going to do some giveaways in the new year on the podcast with some pretty cool things. So stay tuned for following really? uh, episode. Yep. We yep. That? We're going to do something. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So,
1: I looked into swag and I was all hyped and excited and then I realized to do something like ship a mug, it would be like a $35 mug and I don't think that is a smart decision for anyone to buy. So, uh, swag will not be coming.
0: <laughs> no, no we'll, we'll just find we'll find another alternative to swag. Like the cost
1: think. to us for like a hoodie not printed yet was like forty five dollars plus the printing plus the shipping and i was like nobody's gonna pay 85 dollars for a for a hoodie so like
0: no we're not doing no. that i uh what we gotta do we have i have another supplier I've been using with my team and we can pre-order stuff but yeah. the, the the beautiful thing with what you had had done is that we don't have to pre-order stuff it's it's all done in one place but We'll figure something out. Steve, this was fun. I hope everybody listening has an amazing uh, Christmas Eve if you celebrate with your family and your friends. And uh, we appreciate you being here. And we're going to keep showing up every single week and making this podcast as good as we possibly can. Have an amazing holiday season. Bye. Merry Christmas. Christmas.